What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. Got a lot of really cool stuff for you guys on this beautiful Saturday morning, afternoon, depending on wherever you are in the world. It's a beautiful day on this Saturday. In entertainment news, Burning Man has been uh, canceled, actually, as we all know, because of the current crisis. Uh, That one, like many other concerts, have been canceled. But not to fear, because they do have a plan to still bring Burning Man to your homes. Talk a little bit about what their plan is. In sports, UFC's 249, on again, off again, on again, off again, is officially now off again completely, according to President Dana White. Talk a little bit about what happened there. And in video game news, looks like Fortnite's got a little prize for people that complete certain challenges of Deadpool. I'll let you know a little bit about what their surprise is. Plus, I have special guests today on the Xander Effect. The band Lifeline is uh, here, and they are an incredible band. They've been around for a very long time. They have uh, they have opened for many huge bands, and now they're working with super producer Ronnie King. And Ronnie King has done so many uh, different, uh, you know, he's done many uh, songs with so many different artists, including Tupac, including Soup Dog, Mariah, Mariah Carey, Pepper, Offspring. The list just goes on and on. They're working with him, and I have him. Uh, I'll be interviewing Lifeline and Ronnie King today on the Xander Effect. But first, here is Marquise McClendon's Fifth Street right here on the Xander Effect. Broke her heart when I called mama to bomb me out. I was protection for a lot of niggas. On a block with binoculars, how I'm watching niggas. You ain't coming to my side without my permission. You know one false move can put us all in prison. Was tripping in them apartments. At least we ain't had that blicky when they caught us. Told my nigga to punch it because I think they on us. This shit ain't get easier, we just got smarter. Now my brother on the run from him. They came to me for some info, I ain't got none for him. He got out the country, he put the dust on him. What's fucked up is that his own nigga told on him. Why you do him like that? You know he would've gave the shirt off his back. You don't know what it's like to do a bit on that mat. That's why you telling no niggas to cut your sentence in half. And that nigga still love you No matter how bad you did him You know a brother's a brother Uh, this one for the guys We gon' ride for each other These bitch ass niggas Ungrateful motherfuckers I can't even tell the whole story Cause after I tell you I gotta worry You know that jury will give you 30 
That's why you can't do dirt around niggas that ain't sturdy. It might take a minute, you'll get it. You shouldn't have to try to be a real nigga. I told you I'll forgive you. I won't forget it. Now let's eat. I'm your fucking meal ticket. That was Marquise McClendon's Fifth Street right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, looks like Burning Man has been canceled. Obviously, we all know that. Um, but it seems like they're going to go ahead and still continue to try to give uh, their their fans and supporters a show. They're going to try to go ahead and do a virtual uh, Burning Man. So you're going to get to watch it on your computer during, you know, because we're all isolated. So there's like we can't really literally go to any of these concerts, obviously, because due to social distancing. So Burning Man has an idea of recreating Black Rock City, which that's where Burning Man is usually uh, is usually set up. And they're trying to make a virtual Black Rock City in order to be able to still bring Burning Man to so many people that are at home that are so, that are practicing social distancing and still have fun while doing it. They're not sure how it's going to look. They're not sure how exactly it's going to be. But one thing's for sure, they're going to go ahead and give it a shot and see exactly if they can make it happen. What they are asking, they're, they're, they're offering refunds to anybody who's already spent money on Burning Man tickets. And obviously, due to social distancing, they can't go. They're offering refunds, but they're also asking to still donate instead of asking for a refund to still keep on donating the tickets, which cost anywhere from $475 to $1,400 in order for them to continue the Burning Man uh, concerts going uh, to continue to continue doing so. Who knows if that's going to actually happen, but, you know, here's ho- Burning Man's hoping that their fans are loyal enough to continue to still spend money on them, even if they're, the concert's not going on. We'll see what happens with that. In other entertainment news, 19-year-old Willow Smith went on, Red, on Jada Pickett Smith's Red Table Talk and talked a little bit about how... She has decided to quit smoking marijuana. Apparently, she says that uh, that marijuana uh, hindered her in a lot of th- in a lot of ways. And ever since she quit, she seems to be doing better. She said, "Quote: I know this sounds cheesy, but around the time I stopped smoking, I started doing a lot of yoga, and I just excelled because I was putting all my energy into that." I wasn't doing anything else. I was like, wow, what if I was doing this with everything? And then it really made me think, what have I been missing? What have I not pulling, uh, what, what have I been not putting my all into or not putting all of my brain power into? She continued by saying, when I stopped smoking, it was really, bi- it was a really big eye opener. There are so many people that I called friends in my life who just drifted away. It really made me think like, this is really interesting. So it seems that she's doing pretty well. She seems like she's actually very happy with not, uh, smoking weed anymore, which you know what? More power to her. You know, many people, had that type of an epiphany and many people pretty much see it as well you know what it's just a recreational thing so I mean she's not putting it down she says that you know marijuana has a lot of medicinal purposes but she also says that basically if you know it's not really cool to do it when you're bored I mean 
I have to disagree with her on that because it's not so much that people do it when they're bored. It's like drinking alcohol, you know? I mean, people go out and do it socially. They smoke weed socially. It's not like they do it on a daily basis like a lot of people. Now, granted, everything in moderation is my, my opinion on everything. It's just everything in moderation, whether it be food, whether it be alcohol, whether it be smoking weed, you know? I mean, cigarettes aren't really good for you, but that's it, to each his own, in my opinion. Everybody has their own way of dealing with things. Everybody has their own way of celebrating. Everybody has their own way of partying and to each his own. You know, everybody can do what they want to do. It's their own body. It's their own prerogative. That's my that's my take on that. In other entertainment news, Kaylee Cuoco uh, has got two brand new members of the family that she decided to adopt. No, it, it's not what you think. <laughs> they're not, they're not uh, kids or anything like that. They're two little piglets. Uh, the Big Bang Theory actress uh, was given two little piglets by a friend of hers to add to her uh, to her ranch with her husband, and uh, seems like she's loving it. She's loving she's loving that she's got two little uh, piglets. Uh, and her husband Carl Cook basically joked in a comments on her Instagram saying, "You're an absolute natural, honey." She went ahead and she posted a picture of her and her little uh, bundle of joy around her arms cute little guy too and she said i got the best quarantine surprise today thank you at tracy way 10 for these two piglet adoptions my love my heart can barely handle it hello leroy and wilbur thank you at holland hooves and at castinator 144 for transporting them so safely anything four-legged is always welcome at our ranch so I mean, Kaylee basically, uh, she's known for having, I mean, she has a ranch. She's a known uh, horse rider. She she uh, basically likes to uh, likes to ride horses. She's got a lot of, she's got a, she's got a ranch. She's got a ranch. So she's a very, she's an avid animal, lo- uh, animal, animal, <laughs> animal lover. And, um, and uh, you know, she also has a couple of dogs too. So yeah, she's, she's definitely in heaven right now with these two little, two, two little cute little piglets and more power to her for adopting these wonderful animals. In other entities, news i had the opportunity to interview uh one of my favorite bands actually uh lifeline these guys have been around for a very long time i love their music very very cool music and they're doing a lot of cool stuff with super producer and grammy nominated uh producer ronnie king and let me tell you their stories are absolutely amazing but before we get into that here is She's the One by Lifeline with a special plug by Mickey Avalon right here on The Xander Effect. What up? This is Mickey Avalon. I'm with Lifeline and you are about to listen to She's the One. Check it out. Every day, tell you that you're my only girl. Together we can 
the Xander effect and with me is the band that performs that song is lifeline what's up guys how you guys doing Uh, great what's up Xander I'm doing well man and we also have another special guest with lifeline famous uh producer Ronnie King is also in the in the on the show how you doing Ronnie I am I'm on the show and I'm happy to be here Nice, nice. Happy to have you here, man. Uh, well, b- before we get started on 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 everything, on everybody, uh, on what's going on with you guys right now, I want to get started first of all with how the band got together to to begin with. You guys are based down in Orange County, and I know. Uh, well, first of all, Beto, I've known you for years. I've known you for a very long time. Oh, we were even roommates at some point. And, you know, I've always followed Lifeline. I've always followed the band and everything. How did you guys uh, start the band? How did this uh, begin? Well, the band um, began early, early 2000s. We, we've been jamming for a while. Bato came on board and really added in a really special element on the bass. We got Tibbs, who's just crushing it on guitar. Uh, our, our drummer, Gustavo, isn't on, on the call at this time, but he just added an element that took us to a whole nother level. And we're playing the most professional sound, in my opinion, that we've ever done. A very beautiful melodic sound and a, a fun reggae, great beach vibe. 
not the uh, pansy reggae that you're hearing out now, but the more <laughs> I call it dirty reggae that, that we're coming out. And and with Ronnie behind the with his master mastermind behind us, we feel our next album's gonna do great. So we've been jamming for a long time, and everyone in the group, very experienced and talented musicians that have been jamming for I would say at least over 20 years, more than half our lives. No doubt, and you are the lead singer of the band as well. I know that much. And and the the other thing too is that well, first of all, I wanted to ask you know I'm going to ask each individual how they began in their musical career. I'll start with you, Beto. How did you uh, get started or want to get started into being a vocalist? You know, um, it, it was funny when uh, when I was in high school, we were performing in a band, and uh, I I had an opportunity to to work with. Um, invasion which was a the senior grad trips <laughs> and i had um i had gone out and tried to play pro ball did okay got to a triple a in puerto rico but i wasn't getting much farther so i uh, came back home and uh, i told invasion that we could probably get about a thousand people to go on a trip to puerto vallarta if they were if they would let our band perform if we did so uh, we made it happen. Had over a thousand people come on the trip, and they flew the band out. At that point, it was a it wasn't Lifeline. It was just guys we were jamming with in high school. And uh, but it really gave me a great taste of what I think I wanted to really do. And then uh, after a few years in 2000, we came back and put my put my pen to paper and found a Lifeline. At that point, we've been jamming ever since, and that was about 2000. Nice, nice. And Pato, how did you get started in the in the music industry? Oh man, that started when I was in high school. Also, you know what I mean. I was doing battle of the bands and all that good stuff. Uh, but you know, really, the inspiration for music came from the family. You know, a lot of them, you know, played uh, music in church and you know bands in the church and such things. You know, playing piano. So that's really where I really wanted to start, to be honest. But uh, long story short, I ended up playing bass. I ended up playing with my brother's band. Um, I was only about 14, and it was about these guys were about in their mid-30s, and you know what I mean? They didn't have a bass player, so I was just like, oh, I, you know, just kind of just jumped in. You know, long story short, um, to keep it, you know, I've been playing nonstop since, and it's been fun, you know, playing with a lot of bands and, you know, with Lifeline and everybody else, and it's just been just a roller coaster just of nonstop music, but I love it because, you know what I mean, this is what I love to do, and you know, that's why Beto and I and you know been keeping it together for so long because it's just been so much fun and we just we just want to keep the music going. That's the key thing, you know. We us you know we just have so much love and passion for it. That's the reason why we just keep doing it because we love doing it. If, if it wasn't for that, you know, honestly, you know, I don't know where else would I be. <laughs> nice, nice. And Tibbs, what about you, man? How did you get started in the whole music craze? Yeah, I got started uh, when my dad had a electric guitar. Uh, at the age of 15, I heard him play a song, and I heard some family members pick up and play, like, Stone Temple Pilots, and I just got hooked. And I never put the damn guitar down, and I've been playing, you know, by ear and just picking up any song I could play on the radio. And then I really tested my skills when I started playing in bands, and, and I just never put it down since. And it's just always been a passion of mine and I've been playing 24 years now and it's just it's just fun to play with uh, Beto, Pato and, and Ronnie it's just we have a good time and uh, we like uh, you know to put on a show 
No doubt, man. No doubt. You guys uh, have a really good mix together. Now, now, Ronnie King, you have like you have an incredible background. I mean, you're you're a producer, but you've been doing music for a long time. You have been connected with people like Tupac, Snoop Dogg, uh, Slim Thug. I mean, Mariah Carey, Jesus, The Offspring, No Effects. You have done a lot of music. How did you get started in this industry? Well, when I moved to L.A. right after uh, coming from India, which is kind of by Coachella, where the big concert is nowadays, right? Uh, I, I, I was kind of disenchanted with the club and the bar scene in the Coachella Valley. So I said, OK, I'm going to go to L.A. and, and uh, make my name. And uh, shortly after I got there, I, I, met, a, I met a guy. Um, uh, Richie Rich from the LA Dream Team, and he goes, I, "You got to meet this manager, Jerry Heller." I'm like, the NWA guy, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And me and my brother, we had a rap group called the Plain White Rappers, and we were playing at the World on Wheels on Crenshaw. Wow! And um, we we opened up for the Uzi Brothers and Battle Cat, believe it or not. And uh, so I went into Jerry's office and they go, we need a guy like you that can play samples and, and just do all the stuff in the studio. And that kind of was the start of it for me. And then uh, just, you know, playing, yeah, with, with a lot of different bands, you know, basically. Yeah. Nice. Nice. No, I mean, that's amazing. Like your, your, your resume is just incredible. I was reading, I was like, wow, he's done a lot of stuff with a lot of really big people. How did, how did you get connected with Lifeline? How did this, this connection become, you know, uh, this way? Well, it was kind of, kind of funny. Uh, there was a recording studio in Orange County that, uh, I was dealing with, and they had a contest. Isn't that is that's right, Beto? Yeah. Yes, uh, we won uh, twenty five thousand dollars from ninety eight seven FM for best rock reggae in Southern California. Nice, nice. And so I, I happened to be kind of an in house producer at the time, and so they gave me the uh, Lifeline case. Huh? <laughs> and uh, Beto and I hit it off, and we've been really good friends ever since. And and I might go on tour and go whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then Bethel will go, dude, you got to come play this show or you got to come produce the next record. And I'm always like, yes, yes, and yes. And uh, what they're doing in Orange County, dude, they're changing the barometer, dude. Uh, this new record is like, I don't know, to me, it's kind of like city reggae meets you know beach vibe yeah I mean, that's 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 exactly the vibe that i got because whenever i heard lifeline perform i always kind of whenever somebody asked me well, what kind of band they are i was like kind of like sublime-ish in a way i mean that's the best way i could describe them because that's what yeah they sound that's, like. yeah definitely on like the city type beach feel but mm -hmm. bethos always came with this <clears throat> you know Cholo East LA <laughs> vibe, you know that that uh, you know I've worked with Kid Frost, Mellow Man, A, Cypress Hill. I mean, and that's that's never been done before, really, with that kind of music, you know. So I'm I'm really excited about it. No, it sounds and it sounds fantastic. Lifeline, you guys have been traveling, you know, all over the place. What's what's you know where exactly have you guys been exactly so for the people that that don't know where have you been traveling to? 
Well, in the in the past where we were doing shows, we've been in Havasu performing in a hundred and twenty degree weather at eleven. That must be night. so much fun. <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun. A lot of fun, even though it was a little different, you know. And then uh, I got to do a couple acoustic shows. Uh, we were all the way out in China, and not to go to Japan. And then we came back, and the the band got to do some shows in San Diego on the aircraft carrier um, down there for uh, some corporate parties. And just recently, we we just got offered a, another corporate party, which was a little surreal for us because we didn't know that people at that level were listening to us, but they're definitely are and researching and listening to the music and the sound. And we'll, what we were told is we have music that applies to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's very a uh, good feeling, you know? So we're pretty excited about that. And this new album that we have uh, coming out with Ronnie, we're super, super excited to, to get ready to lay down those tracks. We feel those songs are probably the best we've ever written. Nice, nice. And you guys, you guys have also opened up for some pretty big bands. Which one's, which one's been the biggest band that you guys have opened up for so far? Man, I mean, that list is, is big. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to say that the biggest, but I guess just uh, icons that, that we look up to. Uh, we, just got, we just got done doing a show with the Long Beach Dub All-Stars. Mm -hmm. um, in the past, it's been um, Cypress Hill. It's been DMX. Um, as well as uh, we, we got the jam with the Cottonmouth Keens, oh, got the man, jam with awesome. the No Doubt back in the day. So it's, it's, it's funny that we've got the opportunity to play with some of the people that we've looked up to and some people that where we, we listened to them as kids and then they reached out and asked us to, to play certain shows for them. Um, MXPX, Mike Herrera is a great friend. Uh, he's always uh, reached out and had, had offered shows for us. So the list goes on and on and but so for me it's not necessarily the biggest it's more about just the humbling that that the individuals that we really looked up to growing up and that we still listen to today are asking us to come out and, and perform with them or do a show or come out on tour whatever that option is mickey avalon's another good good cat and after time we, we become good friends with these individuals no, that's awesome. That's great to have that kind of a relationship because many bands are always rival against each other and things like that. So it's good to have, you know, a, un a unity, you know, a unification between the bands, not so much of a rivalry. So that's really, really good. Um, I, 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 can, I see that, you know, you guys mainly perform down in Orange County. Have you guys done anything up here in the Hollywood area? Viper Room. Uh, that's the last time I remember that, uh, that we've been out there. I know we've done a couple other things. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But I know Viper Room, the one that just always comes right off the, right off the top of my head. <laughs> no, and that's a, that's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah, we've also done On the Rocks. Um, we've done Roxy. Uh, we did the, the Key Club. Uh, we did Whiskey A Go-Go. Uh, it just depends on, on where they're asking us. We did a really good show with, with uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, it's the reggae act that's doing very well, Catch a Fire, and that was at the Key Club uh, with uh, Lucky Luciano at the time, who uh, is, is one of the scenes for Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. He actually came on board and, and recorded the second record with us. Ronnie King gave us the introduction to Lucky, and uh, he joined us for uh, one of the tours that we did and been a great friend ever since. Now he's doing pretty well in Argentina. So we definitely are, are we'll, we'll go out there and play some shows. Uh, 
in Hollywood, whenever they ask us to come out, I mean, we're definitely open to playing wherever they want to hear Lifeline perform. No, that's really awesome. That's, 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 that's excellent because, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, you may be surprised, but a lot of people actually, you know, I, I actually bumped into a few people up here in, in, you know, in the LA area that know who you guys are, which is like, wow, I thought that was, a, <laughs> they were only like centered in Orange County, SoCal, like so SoCal area, but no, you guys are known up here too. And I mean, that's, that's amazing. So, so the last album that you guys put out and correct me if I'm wrong was Family Reunion. Yes, yes, that was the last album we put out, um, and it did it did very well for us. Um, not not as not as strong probably as our first one. Um, the second album was Ronnie helping us put it out. That was holding down the underground. This the third one was done with uh, Jeff O'Rourke, and that this next one we really feel like I mentioned is our best. And I, I just want to give a shout out to two individuals that have been helping us really along the way. It's Scott Tucker from Gallagher's in Huntington Beach. He's been doing a lot for our band and, and, and pairing us up with some amazing artists. And also Alicia Seaborn, who owns Sea Legs. Uh, she's been doing great things for us as well and putting us on some big big shows and concerts. So I just wanted to take the opportunity to at least recognize those two individuals because they're looking out for us. They really like the music and are helping us out a lot. No doubt, no doubt. So do you guys collectively write the lyrics to the songs or or does one person do the writing and you guys just go through it? How does that work out? You know, I'll, I'll let my guys chime in here. Um, I, I do some of the writing and uh, I'll structure the song, but when we get in rehearsals, the great thing about this act is everyone throws in their ideas with lyrics, with, with music. Uh, Bato, Tibbs, what do you guys think? Well, just I mean, like, basically, we, whatever the melody, what we're feeling at the time, we'll put it together. I'll, I'll either have a song that I've worked on individually and then I'll uh, throw it towards Beto and Pato and and get their feedback and then the next thing you know we've got a song in the next five ten minutes just by uh, jamming it out so it's that quickly it's that it's that effective well you know uh, so, i like the reason i like beto's style you know what i mean just because he just really just goes off by our experiences you know what i mean and that's the great thing you know he loves to freestyle a lot with a lot of different songs a lot too and, you know, we bring a lot of people just to come up and, you know, just do a little freestyle jams and stuff. You know, that's the thing I love about Matt's, you know, style because, you know, he'll bring something new to the table all the time. He's like, hey, let's try this out. And we're like, yeah, I'm totally down. Nice. You know, so, you know, nice. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it's just Xander, about having um, that creativity and just, you know, we have an idea and we, you know, work together. We're on the same page and we have fun doing it. And that's what's key. Correct. I, I just wanted to say when, when we get with Ronnie, that's really when the, the I feel the mastermind gets behind it because we put in what we have, um, where we're going towards the record, and then we take Ronnie's input as well, and that'll be the final blood on blood on paper, I like to say. That's going to be the, the viable for us once we get in there and start tracking, where we fine-tune everything that we're singing about and writing, and it's going to last forever at that point. No, that's amazing. And Ronnie, what what are your thoughts whenever you go ahead and uh, get the music that they're that they're trying to go ahead and create? I mean, what what's the, what what is the first thing that pops into your head as soon as you see the lyrics, you see where they're going? I mean, is that when your wheels start turning from there? You know, every time I'm in the room with these guys, it's like they're having so much fun, and it's like it's it's their zone. So all you really do is just walk into their party. 
they pass you a joint and a freaking uh, you know, vodka tonic. And I just, that's it. I just walk in and then I'm just like, this is cool. It's kind of like one of those comfortable feelings, right? Mm-hmm. When you're like, wherever you go and you feel very comfortable. I, I don't really even think about the music. I mean, Beto has been the same Beto for, you know, <laughs> 15 years very true since i've known them all the guys are like the same dudes yep. it's like it's like you're walking into a party that's what the record sounds like to me that's very true i i can definitely vouch for that and uh hearing that is making me want to go ahead and uh be there for your guys's next jam session that's for damn sure um <laughs> so that, you know next time i better i better get that invite next time because you know i wouldn't mind a little vodka myself yeah, <laughs> so absolutely so <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta I, I gotta ask. There's one there's one song in uh, in Family Reunion. It's called Miriam's World. With, uh, th- tell me a little bit about that song. Well, that song was a was a song that that uh, we had write, we had written um, when when things things were changing. You know, in in our in our in our relationship that I that I had at that time with that person. But um, the good thing is, definitely have. Someone in the world that I that I now uh, call my fiance, so we have a song called "The More For," and uh, her name's Trudy, and that's gonna be on the new album. And I think it's one of the best songs I think we've written. So that that song's a that song had had its time and its place, and this the new album's gonna definitely showcase a new sound. It's gonna it's the it, first time we're together. It's complete. It's it's gonna be it's it's the start of something brand new and fresh. I'm assuming. So, so I have a, I, okay, so you actually brought up a pretty good subject there, uh, Beto, because with all your guys' traveling and everything that you guys are doing, how do you guys, uh, how do you guys, how are you guys able to balance family and, you know, I mean, because I know, I know, I know, Beto, you are, you know, you're a family man, you have children, you have your fiance and everything. Uh, the rest of you guys, I mean, how, how is it, how are you guys able to balance everything out? Who wants to start this one? I'll start. You know what? I'll, I'll I'll pick this one. I'll go ahead and start with uh, Pata. I'll start with you. It's <laughs> funny, man. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because you know all all the rest of us are family men too. So, you know, the nice part is, is that Beto always uh, puts that first when it comes to anything, and uh, that's one thing that you know that you know, we never have any kind of conflict of any sort because the fact this is like, hey, is this going to work for all of us? You know what I mean? If it doesn't, then you know what I mean. We don't we, we don't push the we don't really push the envelope unless it's something that we think that it's just that it's really gonna like you know help us out. But other than that, you know, the one thing that I love about Beto that he does a lot is that he makes he makes all ages shows. So mm. that means the family comes <laughs> to these shows. Nice. So you know, what I mean? it's family time all the time. You know what I mean? When it comes to these shows, it, like you know, sea legs and things like that. You know what I mean? I'll, 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 you know, last thing I love about sea legs, I'll just grab my, I'll grab a couple of gazebos and a barbecue and all that nonsense. And you know what I mean? We'll have a whole day of it. You know what I mean? So. No, that's really cool. That's really cool that you guys, I mean, cause I mean, obviously a lot of your albums are family oriented. They're all pretty much family type of fam, a family style of, of music that you guys are putting out there. So that's definitely something awesome. Now, now the other thing too, that I want to ask is the involvement of sullen clothing. I mean, are you guys involved with them at all? Because I know, I know Beto that I, I mean, I know Jeremy, Jeremy Hanna, the owner of sullen clothing and everything. He's been a huge supporter of uh lifeline so are they still are they also a part of i mean like honorary members of the band you might say 
I would absolutely say yes. And we, we have the ability to go to the warehouse anytime we want. Jeremy and Ryan have had our back from day one and they still do to this day. Uh, they had, did, did a partnership uh, with, with uh, the Affliction clothing brand and now have a location in Seal Beach. Uh, we go in, shop, they take care of us. They, we still do shows uh, and events through their tattoo concert events. In the last one we did was out in Palm Springs for their tattoo convention. We're working on a brand new one uh, that was gonna take place here in Huntington Beach. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 sidetracked everything for everyone, but we're definitely in a, on a, in a conversation with both those individuals on day to day. And I'm just blessed to have people like that to have our back, not just soul and clothing, but also Black Flies, LBZ, West Coast Chill, Rockstar Energy Drink. Um, these are individuals that kind of saw the band come up as, as they were coming up and they appreciated what we were doing and decided to jump on board. And that's, that's kind of what we all are, a big, big family that takes care of one another. No, that's, and that's the, that's, again, we go back to the whole, the whole, uh, the family <laughs> thing that you, you know, the, the mantra that you guys have. Um, so I, out of curiosity, let's talk a little bit about the new album that's coming out. I mean, you guys have kind of hinted here and there a little bit here and there on what uh, the new album's about, but is there anything more broad that you guys can get, can tell <laughs> about exactly where, where this album's going? Where do you guys see this album going? Uh, the songs, et cetera. Matt, I'll let you take this one, Tibbs. I mean, we're we're trying to not just, you know, pick one style of just reggae. We're trying to, our, you know, basically broaden you know, the style. Like, some of our influences are, like, a little bit of funk, a little bit of chili peppers in there. Uh, obviously, the reggae roots, uh, punk rock. Um, without naming any influences, it's kind of... We, pretty much spread it out to where it's just not just one uh, genre of music we're kind of playing everything so it's just we got pretty much a variety of every style so anyone can come to our show and then you know not expect to hear just one style they're going to hear a lot of different influences and they're going to be surprised when they come to our shows because they're going to be like wow i was not expecting that but you know I'd, i'll definitely come again and tell you know other people about it because we're not just one style we're many styles wrapped into one and and, and i'll let ronnie to add to this but i just want to say i was once told we well, should pick which type of style you are and my answer to that was well our style is lifeline and what you're going to hear is going to be real and honest and we play what we want to play there's we're not we, we fall in a category a category then we fall in a category otherwise we do the music we want. So I'll let Ronnie add to that. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things, I always thought. I mean, it's, it's, it's punk rock because of where we live, you know, I mean, from that angle. And then it's reggae from that, but it's got that, I don't know. I love East LA rap music. So it's got that in there too. So. I don't know. I call it like a, I don't know, a city beach sound. It's aggressive, but yet it's not turning. Like you said, they can open up for a freaking No Doubt and then we'll open up for a reggae band and then play right before Head P.E. or, you know, freaking Big B or something, you know? So it, it's a cross genre, really. Nice. 
Nice. No, well, then I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing that. When do you guys think that you'll have the album out by? Do you guys have a set date or have things kind of changed uh, due to the current crisis? Uh, good question. We were, we were hoping to get it done by this summer. And now with everyone being isolated and, and quarantined at home, it, it really changed a little bit. Uh, our, our drummer who wasn't able to, to get on the call just had a, a brand new baby. So he's now joining the family ranks. He's got a one month old. So he's very concerned about just, you know, making sure everything's clean because of the, because of the newborn. So unfortunately, I would probably say we're going to have to postpone this till next summer, take our time recording it and get it perfect dialed in. So by this time next summer, it'll be ready to go and, and, and promote it and hopefully on tour. If we can release it sooner, the better. But the reality is we just don't know when we're going to be able to leave our homes and, and start doing this again. And if, for it to be safe for everyone, because the last thing anybody wants is to get sick you know no i agree i agree and that's actually very responsible of you guys doing that because it's it's a difficult situation right now many people don't understand how serious uh the crisis is i'm glad that you guys are taking it extremely seriously for yourselves and for your family so that's a that's that's a really good thing that you guys are doing so i'm gonna go ahead and i, I gotta ask you know because many people are gonna want to know how in the world can they stalk you guys on on uh, social media Thank you. Absolutely. We have uh, three albums right now. They're all on all uh, websites um, currently distributed um, on iTunes, on Rhapsody, on, on anything that's, that's available online. And those albums are Holding Down the Underground, which Ronnie King produced, Welcome to the Family, uh, and Family Reunion. So you can go ahead and if you don't find it there, you can always hit up our direct Facebook, which is Lifeline HB, all capital letters. And, and I just want to say to our fans that have supported us for over 20 years, man, thank you. And, and the most humbling thing is seeing people that saw us way back when still coming to shows, then oh, coming up and saying what up. We're always accessible. We always want to say what up and always happy to sign anything you want us to sign. We just want you to listen to the music whenever you can. And what about Instagram? You guys uh, go ahead and uh, have any fans hit you up on Instagram at all, Twitter, anything like that? Um, yeah, yeah, actually, we, we get hit up a lot. And randomly, like I mentioned, we just got offered a new corporate party for AE um, uh, Designs, and they do architectural designs. I wanted to pay for their 400-person corporate party in May. Uh, apparently, that's probably going to get postponed, but... We all the time you can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook, you can go on Instagram and, and look us up if you if you want to. Um, I'll let the other guys chime in with anything that, that you guys want to say as well. So the Instagram on for Lifeline is gonna be a Lifeline HB. Just correct me if I'm wrong, Beto. That's correct. Cool. And then you can look us up on Facebook under Lifeline. And uh, uh, there's only one. There should be only one right there. Life line. Awesome, awesome. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ronnie King, can anybody stalk you on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter? Uh, yeah, mine's kind of basic. It's just Ronnie King official, you know. Got uh, it. And that's it. They can stalk me. All I I need some stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get them. I'm sure you'll get them. But you know what? You know what, Ronnie? I mean, I, I want to go ahead and make sure that I have some time with you to go ahead and talk because I know you got a lot of stories. 
you're with the, with Lifeline here, but I know I'll, I need to hear your individual stories myself because I know you got a few of them. So I, I hope to have you on the show. Oh, again. like right now? No, no, not right now, not right now. <laughs> but we'll definitely get to you very soon. Oh, okay, Trust for on sure. that. Trust well, on that. Yeah, I mean, and I tell you what, man. I mean, it's been an awesome year. Uh, this year's been amazing. And when Beto called me to come do the record, I was like, yeah, once again, I was yes, yes, and yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, these guys are amazing. These guys are an amazing band. I, like I said, I've heard them live. I've heard them, you know, through audio. I've heard them for many years. And uh, guys, you guys have got to check out this band, Lifeline, because they are definitely going places real, real fast. And... (laughs) Thank you very much, Xander. Other than that, thanks so much, Lifeline, for being on the Xander Effect. Thank you so much, Ronnie King, for accompanying us as well on this this, uh, interview. I hope you guys... Yeah, thank you. Xander, if if I can say one more thing, just to to what we have uh, going... Um, I, I got to give homage to some of the guys that, that have, that we, we've, throughout the years, we've been able to add uh, musicians to help with the sound or incorporate the sound and hoping I'm not forgetting guys, but Scott, like Scott Gabrielli, we call him King, added his guitars, Patrick Walton, who, who was adding his bass prior to Pato coming on board, and uh, as well as Danny Cisneros, who was doing the drums, and our, our boy Danny uh, Pigallos, and Irwin uh, Robles, we we pride ourselves in, in opening ourselves to great musicians that are willing to come on board. Pato, Tibbs, and Gustavo are, are the core guys that will always be lifeline directly, and they're kind enough to sometimes allow other guys to join in. You've got K9, who does who does beatbox and hip hop, uh, uh, who comes in. We've had different uh, uh, Eric Casillas from Lost Souls. I mean, the list goes on that that are willing to bless the stage with us and come on board and, and jam with the sound. And I think that's one of the things that, that might make us different to other bands is we're always open. And, and of course, when Ronnie Keene adds the keyboards to the sound, oh my gosh, I can't even explain it. It, it, it takes us to a whole new platform and level because of his mastery of the keys. And so we're always blessed and happy that whenever he's able to join us in a live uh, performance. So I just want to make sure I, I get that out because that's always what Lifeline has been. Like like you said before, Xander, a family. And we always want to make sure that the door is open for anyone that's played with us or, or feels it can help us with the sound um, and wants to come on stage. Johnny Love, Criminal, and, uh, and Burley that helps book us. So I know I'm named on, but I got to make sure I at least remember some of the people that always help us. But th- thank you for letting me say that. No, no worries. Very well said. And again, once again, guys, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. You guys have been awesome. I hope to get you guys back on here again once this crisis is over. I'd love to go ahead and interview you guys in the studio while you guys are performing, maybe, hopefully. And when the new album comes out, you, y'all, better, y'all better go ahead and send it my way because I want to go ahead and hear that. That's for damn sure. Done, son. Done, son. Xander, <laughs> you're the best. And thank you for giving us the time. No worries, guys. Stay safe out there. Make sure you watch yourselves, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. 
Thank you so much, Lifeline and Ronnie King, for being on the Xander Effect. Appreciate your time coming on the show. Looking forward to the new album coming out very soon. Looking forward to some new music from Lifeline. See you guys very soon on the Xander Effect once again. In sports, UFC 249 is completely gone. It's off. It's not going to happen no matter where Dana White decides to go ahead and post it. And the reason why? ESPN decided to pull the plug. They will not be uh, showing the, uh, the the event no matter what because apparently it seems that... Uh, see, Dana White was trying to circumvent the regulations, the stay-at-home regulations that so many states have imposed. And he even tried going on, on tribal land to go ahead and, and still showcase the event on April 18th. And, you know, it seems like nothing was stopping him. But something did stop him, which is coverage. Uh, ESPN decided to not get involved with it after uh, Disney basically, uh, you know, advised them not to do it. Uh, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom also told them not to do it as well because this is just this is something it's for their own safety, pretty much. And right now in this crisis, it's too risky to go ahead and hold an event. So I got to give it to them because I could see where they're coming from with this. MMA Junkie obtained a statement by ESPN and it says, quote, ESPN has been in constant contact with the UFC regarding UFC 249. Nobody wants to see sports return more than we do, but we didn't feel this is the right time for a variety of reasons. ESPN expressed its concern to the UFC and they understood. Well, obviously they understood. They had no choice, you know? I mean, this is something that basically without coverage, and ESPN is one of the top uh, the top sports people that they're involved with. Obviously, they're they're, you know, it's going to be one of those things where it's either it's either their way or the highway. I mean, that's that's just the way it's going to go. I mean, so many people, um, you know, shared concern, including Senator Dianne Feinstein of California. She went on to go ahead and say, quote, at best, this event ties up medical resources and sends a message that shelter in place orders can be flouted at worst. Participants and support staff could carry the virus back to their home communities and increase its spread. Again, I see where they're coming from with this, and I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, let's face it. You know, everybody wants to see the UFC. Everybody wants to see the events. I'm a huge MMA UFC fan, and I want to see it as well, but not under these circumstances. It just wouldn't make any sense. You know, I mean, it's putting their fighters at risk just for a payday. You know, everybody's everybody has to go ahead and sacrifice everything they're doing every every project everything they're doing during this time of crisis i mean ufc is no different than the rest of the world that's trying to sacrifice i mean wwe is getting away with it because they have their own performance center but pretty soon it looks like they might end up having to get the plug pulled on them as well depending on uh what their state officials decide to do with the performance center so we'll see what happens with them as well and speaking of wwe it looks like the xfl uh, has suspended operations and laid off employees and looks like this was their comeback was their first comeback and their last comeback because it doesn't seem that they have any plans to return in 2021 now this the xfl was doomed from the word go 
I mean, we all know the first time the season began, it didn't go too well. It didn't garner enough attention. WWE tried and tried and didn't happen. Now this second time around, nothing's changed. It seems like the XFL was not getting enough uh, uh, enough uh, crowds to come and check out the games. They weren't into it. The rules are kind of weird. A lot of people didn't weren't really too into it. So, and then of course the coronavirus happened. They had to suspend the season, which didn't help matters any, anymore. And it looks like the XFL is completely gone now. It looks like Vincent Mann's not going to go ahead and renew it. And that's just that's just the way it goes with them. I mean, it, they have to go ahead. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. And it looks like this time around, they're going to have to fold them indefinitely. In other sports news, it seems that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott think that they're immune to the coronavirus because they are partying it up like there is no, uh, you know, stay at home order. And there's nothing to fear. So far, the quarterback and his running back had a party on Friday night with close to 30 people in clear violation of uh, Texas's stay-at-home order. They were basically seen celebrating a birthday for one of for one of uh, for one of their friends, and they're just not caring. They're they're just absolutely not even caring that uh, that they're supposed to actually keep six feet apart from each other. Uh, there's a stay-at-home order that is is you know pretty much towards the majority of people in the United States. They're ignoring it. Um, and they think that they're above this 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 very deadly virus that's causing the the deaths of so many people. This is the stupidest thing that these guys could do. Honestly, what is wrong with people? I don't get it. You know, I mean, I could see these spring breakers being you know that ignorant. And they decided to go to spring break in Florida and everything because they're kids. They don't know any better. But you guys are adults. You guys should know better than that. And they still, they just don't care. Um, even they, Dak's even getting, you know, a little bit of heat because he decided to have a dinner party of, you know, 10 people. But they're all close to each other. They're all not six feet apart from each other. So this doesn't make any sense to me. This is the reason why this virus is not going away as quickly as it is because of people like this that don't get it. They don't get it. This this virus is serious, and they're just not understanding it. So I, hopefully they get some sort of a reprimand. Hopefully they get some sort of a fine. But even that, I mean, these guys have enough money. They won't even care about the fine. They just care about having fun and just throwing caution to the wind. This is not, but this is not good. This is really not good. So that's up to them. You know, hopefully they're they're good. Hopefully they don't get infected. But, you know, if they continue doing things like this, they're not going to be able to avoid it. And it's going to be tough on them and their teams and their fans. So we'll see what happens in time. Up next in video game news, looks like Fortnite has a couple of surprises if you finish their Deadpool challenges. We'll talk a little bit about that. But up first, here is Dos Can't Get Enough right here on the Xander Effect. So crazy, and I don't wanna see it, baby. Got all the girls out here hating. Me and my boys are here waiting. You know your body ain't playing. You know your body ain't playing. When I pull up, don't say a word. Captivate me with your body. Hypnotize me with your soul. My lucid dreams turn. 
Get enough right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like uh, there's challenges going on on Fortnite right now in which you could go ahead and win uh, Deadpool Unmasked. There's been uh, challenges going on every week, uh, Deadpool challenges every week. And in order to earn the unmasked version of Deadpool, you have to complete week eight's challenges that basically include uh, finding Deadpool's floaty in the in Sky's locker, and then get to the yacht and dance your heart out. That those are some of the challenges. But other other challenges also include doing things like find Deadpool's letter to Epic Games, don't thank the bus driver, find Deadpool's milk carton, find Deadpool's chimichangas around HQ, find Deadpool's toilet plunger, <laughs> destroy toilets, find Deadpool's katanas, deal damage to opponent structures. Find Deadpool's stuffed unicorn, <laughs> which that one's interesting. Visit the red, yellow, green, blue, and purple steel bridges. Find Deadpool's big black marker. Deface ghost or shadow posters. Find Deadpool's two pistols. Enter a phone booth or porta potty. So these are some challenges that you need to go ahead and complete in order to get the unmasked version of Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool. So you guys could go ahead and check that out. In other video game news, there's new Pokemon Sword and shield max raid event going on right now in which it actually it's until april it's from now until april 15th you could basically get um uh, uh, the following Pokemon will have increased spawn rates in max raids across both Sword and Shield. Those Pokemon include Ditto, Pichu, Cleffa, Togepi, Tyrogue, Why Not, Boodoo, Bonsley, Mime Jr., Munchlax, Riolu, Mant- Mantiki, 
and Toxel. These are the Pokemons that could go ahead and uh, and get uh, max raids and things like that. Um, or I'm sorry, in spe- increase spawn rates on max raids. So you guys, you Pokemon um, players might want to go ahead and check that out th- today through April 15th. That's it for the Xander Effect. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure you continue to practice social distancing. We're still in the crisis. We're all in this together. This too shall pass. Trust me, it will get better. Just continue to be safe out there. Continue to practice uh, basic hygiene. Remember to go ahead and wear a mask when you go out to do any type of uh, grocery shopping or anything that you need to go out. Only go out if absolutely necessary. But if you do, make sure you wear a mask, wear goggles, wear latex gloves. Also wanted to uh, give my thoughts uh, go out to B. Taylor uh, and his family right now. His father is actually currently uh, battling the virus. Uh, he's uh, he's still he's still very much uh, in the thick of it. Uh, last we heard, uh, he was uh, he was being placed into the ICU, but looks like uh, they've reduced uh, the ventilator for him. So that's actually a good sign. Uh, so my thoughts and uh, prayers go out to B. Taylor and his family, and hoping that his father does defeat this virus, does beat it, and reco- and a speedy recovery to him. Thank you so much again for listening, and remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Live it up. Be Taylor. Float rider. Live it up. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc. BMG and Sony Music The Orchard in association with Art19 Media.